This is the day which the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hello, Metro FM family. This is your brother Jonathan with DHL Ministries, Decisions, Habits, Lifestyle Ministry, here to help you to grow in the Word of God, hoping that in this short time you will hear from God today. We're moving through the book of 1 John and we're learning so much. We're already in chapter 3. If this is your first time joining us, go ahead and get your Bible and you can prepare something for taking notes. If you've been with us, you're already in the WhatsApp group. You already have your notes that are from this message with all of the scripture references and you're ready to continue to write down things that God is going to show you. And it's okay whether you're the first group or the second group. I trust that God is going to express something to you today to show you there is a decision to be made. There is a decision to be made. And in that decision, we want to encourage you until it becomes a habit and then part of your lifestyle in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope you're enjoying these. I'm enjoying doing the research. I'm enjoying considering the word well and sharing with you whatever time will afford us. Remember, each and every day when you get frustrated because you're running out of time and you have so much to do, let this be your peaceful thought. There is always enough time each day to do what God has for you to do. Now, we may fill it with all kinds of other things, but there's always enough time every day to do what God wants you to do. Amen? We're in 1 John chapter 3, and today it's a bigger section. It's verses 3 through 10. This is a section that I feel is necessary to share with you as a whole because it repeats from different angles the same principles. And so hopefully through that repetition of the same principle, through different angles, it's a reiteration, you will understand the contrast between the two decisions and lives and what you need to do today. And so let's read this in the King James first, first John chapter three, starting at verse three. It says, and every man that hath this hope the hope that is in verse 1 and 2. This hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this, the children of God are manifest, 
and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. I know, I know, I know. It's a lot of information at one time. But back and forth, it's talking about those who are of God and those who are not of God. And it defines that, that if you're not of God, you will be someone who continues to practice sin. That's what it's referring to there. And you can see that in the Amplified. The Amplified is listed in our notes below. And if you're not in the WhatsApp group, you can join the WhatsApp group after this message. I'll give you the number. And then I will send you the notes and you'll see the scripture references, all of the cross references, and sometimes some commentary at the bottom. More importantly, you'll have something to dig deeper into. As you read the cross-references, you'll see how this principle that goes back and forth of the children of God and children of the devil is repeated throughout Scripture. God doesn't write things as the Spirit of God had inspired all the writers to write the Bible. He doesn't write things to confuse you. He writes things using poetical prose and different forms of writing to capture our attention, to help us to see the deeper meanings that are there. Now, if you are of God, if you've accepted Christ into your heart, you have the ability to understand these things. Sure, the message of scripture on the surface is still very good and very important and instructional in how to live. But those of us who have accepted Christ into our heart, we're led by the Spirit of God through conviction and through correction and through encouragement. And here it's saying that there are decisions to be made when you become a Christian. The decision to abide or stay in Christ, meaning in His way, is something we have to make not only every day, but throughout the day. Now, God empowers us to make this decision so that we can do what is right over what is wrong, so that we can do what is better over what is right, and so that we can eventually become conditioned and strengthened and um, consistent and start doing what God's best is for our life. It's a process, but it starts with a decision. So if you're continuing to practice or commit sin, this should be a wake-up call. If you've accepted Christ in your life, the wake-up call is, hey, wait a minute. I'm a Christian. I have the power by God living through me to stop doing these things. There should be a conviction or a gentle tugging on your heart to stop doing certain things. So it's a process, but it's with a decision. God will not override your decision. He will allow you to express your personal will decision. He wants you to choose him. No parent feels the love and reward from their children if their children are required to hug them and say, I love you when they walk through the door. They want it to be of their own free will. They want it to be in their own special way. And they can see whether their actions are sincere or deceiving with an attempt to manipulate. We want this to be very real. We want your relationship with God to be real. And so we don't skip scriptures like this that might feel uncomfortable when you hear them. 
Listen, family, I would rather you feel uncomfortable now and look at the reality of whether you're walking with the Lord, whether you're even accepting of Him into your heart. It could be very important to the listener right now if you realize that you may not be saved, right? If there is not fruit, evidence of repentance, fruit in your life of serving God and and walking and making better decisions, then it could be you need to ask Jesus into your heart and actually surrender to him. This is of so much importance. The Bible says that in the end, when Jesus comes back, there will be a judgment between the sheep and the goats. Well, you delve into the book of Revelation and the end times. I'm not presenting this in the proper timeline, but there will be a time when people who claim to be Christ are judged. And there's a description in the Bible of the separation of the sheep and the goats. And many who thought they were saved will be told they never had a good relationship with God. He says, depart from me, I never knew you, meaning intimately. So look, that this not be a message of despair and anguish. Consider this, now that you may be feeling the reality of your relationship with God or lack of relationship of God, you can make a different decision right now. Your fate is not sealed. You can make a different decision right now. You can ask Jesus into your heart and start to do the things he's showing you to do. He loves you so much that he will show you step by step. So in this section of scripture, as we're talking here, it can be confronting you if you are practicing or continuing to do sin without remorse. That's the process. You can become scarred in your heart and not even respond to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Let this be a refreshment for you. You can repent, you can confess, you can ask Jesus for the first time into your heart right now. Now for the rest of us, know this, that we have the power of God through the Holy Spirit to make contrary decisions, decisions that are against our natural flesh. The pathway begins with accepting Christ in your life, that's conversion. But the process should continue into discipleship. Discipleship is when you learn to hear the word more often and consistently, when you read the word and then learn to study the word. Every day, this is a balanced diet. As you're reading and studying, hearing, meditating and memorizing, praying the word, worshiping God, you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You will become a disciple of Jesus Christ. You will feel a greater conviction when you consider doing something against his will. Why? Because he's living inside you. And with God living inside of you, he wants to clean house, but he's a God of order. So he will do it little by little, here or there, a little. As you read the word, you're confronted by these things. So look, it says here, and it explains in the Amplified, like verse 3 says, And everyone who has this hope resting on him cleanses or purifies himself just as he is pure or chaste or undefiled or guiltless. Now, the I like parts of the Amplified because they capitalize the personal pronouns referring to Jesus. So it's very clear to you who it's talking about when it says he and him. 
but it also expounds upon what that word means or what is implied by the way the verse is written. It says in verse 4, everyone who commits or practices sin is guilty of lawlessness, for that is what sin is, lawlessness, the breaking or violating of God's law by transgression or neglect, being unrestrained and unregulated by God's commands and God's will. You see, we submit to God and then we can resist the devil and the devil will flee. You have to first submit to God to his will for your life. Now, family, it starts off very softly. It starts off very doable. I mean, the moment you realize you need to accept Christ into your life, you see a list of all the things you're doing wrong. You feel the guilt and the shame for the things you've already done wrong and you want to change. When you accept Christ into your heart by admitting that you're a sinner, by believing on his atonement and sacrifice for your life, and you share this or confess it to someone else, now you have accountability, but they're going to pray for you and they're going to pray with you. And you're going to feel the power of God living in your life. Right away, some things will be gone in a snap. That's just the mercy and grace of God. Some things a little harder, but you learn to make a decision. And as you look unto the Lord... He takes away those things. And other things we all do a struggle with. We are all painfully aware of this fight between the flesh and the spirit. And we have to make a decision to serve God through our spirit. As we make that decision, as we reaffirm that decision, as we walk in that decision, we feel the power of God deliver us. From those things. This is the ongoing process, my friends. If you say you don't sin, then that's a problem because the Bible's clear, even in this section of scripture, that we all sin from time to time or become aware that we're sinning. But the difference between believers and non-believers is believers feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit. They desire to do differently. They're in torment inside their heart because they want to be God-pleasers and they realize that what they're doing or thinking or saying is not pleasing unto the Lord. This is a healthy place to be. Even Paul, the apostle, struggled with this and he came to a conclusion in two chapters of Romans, chapter 7 and chapter 8. Read those chapters and you'll see the struggle he had and maybe you can relate to that. Now I assure you, of these things and this reality of being a Christian that struggles every day, you have to struggle in your decision. The truth is, my family, there are some things we really don't want to get rid of. There are some things that we will justify or we will repackage so that they're acceptable, but yet they're still in violation of God's law. We can feel it in our heart. But God knows our hearts and he wants to help. So let this section of scripture remind you of these things and realize that there's a difference between committing a sin and continuing to sin. Even the most faithful believers sometimes commit sin, but they do not cherish a particular sin or continually choose to commit it. Remember, a believer who commits a sin can repent and confess and find forgiveness. A person who continues to sin by contrast, is not sorry for what he or she is doing. Thus, this person never confesses and never receives the forgiveness of God. Such a person as this is in opposition to God, no matter what religious claims he or she makes. I know 
but God corrects the ones he loves. So if you're receiving this, praise God. If this hurts, come to God for comfort. He'll show you the steps to make a decision in the opposite direction of the things that please God. You'll start to be a God pleaser and he will meet you right there. He'll meet you right there and bring you along, family. Well, the time has gone as it always does. And we talked about the ABCs in scripture. We talked about admitting you're a sinner and believing that Jesus Christ died for you and confessing it to someone else. That's the pathway to becoming someone who has converted or has accepted Christ. But the Great Commission is to go and make disciples. So we meet you right there to facilitate this. That's why our ministry is called DHL. From the moment of decision, when you decide you want to do something differently, we encourage you in that decision until that decision is consistent enough to become a habit. And then that habit becomes part of your lifestyle. God's showing his life through you. We want to encourage you in that. You need to start with the ABCs, like we said, A, admit, B, believe, C, confess, and then join us here. We're here twice a week by the grace of God through Metro FM. We're here on Radio Box so that you can get a clear signal. We're on YouTube. If you search DHL Ministries, you'll find devotionals and a daily devotional starting in Genesis and leading you through the Bible. You'll find encouraging scriptures and word fresh manna, find sermons and different things to teach you and guide you and help you. Or if you like this podcast venue, you can go to anchor.tv. You can go to Spotify or iTunes or many other podcasts, but just search DHL Ministries and you will see all the podcasts. I think we probably have 30, 40 or 50 by now. And you can hear last week's message. If you join the WhatsApp group, you'll be able to get the notes before the broadcast. You'll be able to get the notes if you're just joining. We'll give them to you after the broadcast. And you'll be able to get the actual broadcast itself, the podcast that we send to the radio station to put on. Now, it's played first on the air. We want it to be fresh there out of respect to the time slot the radio has given us. But we want you to be able to reference this and listen to it again. So the number for that WhatsApp group is 260-97-583-6324. I'll repeat it two more times. The number for the WhatsApp group is 260-97-583-6324. And one more time. The WhatsApp group number is 260-97. Nine seven five eight three six three two four. Give a text message to that number, and you will be added to the WhatsApp group. We are here twice a week. We're here on Wednesday nights, praise God, and we're here on Sunday mornings. We thank you for joining us each and every time. We ask you to pray for this radio station. It's the least we can do. We pray for this radio station for all their staff members. We pray for their families. We pray for their safety and that God would bless them for being obedient and open this door of opportunity for us to share the word of God and encourage discipleship throughout Lusaka, Zambia, and the rest of the nation, the rest of the world. So may God's peace rest with you this week. Look for where he's working in and around your life and join him. He's waiting for you right now. We'll see you again soon. Take care.